just we were talking about um, I know Tom talked about food security and you know those kind of issues mm. but I mean you have been doing a bit of study on that line over the last while. Yeah, thanks very much. So basically when I was actually on Scarif Bay last year on just when I was finishing up in Irish Seed Savers, I was talking to Tom and Patricia Ann and just saying that my interest really from a lot of my influence, I suppose how Seed Savers influenced me, was my interest to learn about food security and actually why, as an island, we're so vulnerable yes. to, you know, what happens if our supply chains are cut off? How do we ensure that we're really looking at how we import and export food? So a huge amount of focus on farming is for export. So we've huge amounts of exports with regard to dairy and beef and yet we import a lot of food a lot of vegetables um, obviously things that we can't grow here ourselves but we still actually import a lot that we could grow here so I was curious to explore that so I'm currently doing a master's in applied social research in the University of Limerick and I'm now just starting my dissertation to look at food security in Ireland And when I had just applied to, because you have to get ethical approval that it's okay to do this and how you're actually going to interact with people. And just as that was going in for approval, the government announced that they were setting up a food security committee. And again, that was really in response to what was going on in Ukraine and how we actually were reliant as a country in terms of bringing in fodder, bringing in wheat, bringing in cereals and You know, how can we ensure that we've proper systems in place to make sure that we can actually have enough food for everyone on the island? And how do we actually feed ourselves? So I'm doing that research at the moment. I'm fortunate now through Twitter. I've actually engaged with a lot of uh, different farmers because I don't come from an agricultural background. I am, as you probably can tell, a dub through and through. Never um, have guessed. Never have guessed at all. <laughs> and so really, like I had, I'd had the privilege of working in countries like Haiti, Jamaica and Papua New Guinea and actually seeing their food systems and in places like Haiti where really there wasn't any systems and no, definitely no focus on food security because they were reliant on a lot of food coming in from the likes of America, yeah. that it, it really just begs the question of why how can we actually better focus on things like food sovereignty which would be really our ability to feed ourselves to Mm. determine what we actually grow and farm because we we have got used to uh, you know in in all areas food as well i suppose a a just-in-time supply chain yeah so everything is designed to come not too early not too late Mm. and and of course it works beautifully Mm. as long as there isn't a war somewhere well, that's it. And I think like if or we as long actually, as there isn't a ship stuck in the canal. Yeah. So like if we actually look at the and I know Elaine, uh, who's the general manager now for our seed saver, she was on um, last month, I think, and talking about food security and as well about seed security, because without seed, there is no food like mm-hmm. in terms of even feed fodder food. A lot of this actually originates from seed. So we have to make sure that, first of all, we have seed security and that we actually also have soil security. So how do we ensure that we are looking after Mother Earth? How are we actually looking after our soil to make sure that we can grow food, that we can actually feed our livestock and we can actually provide for each other? Mm. But again, the problem is, is that kind of just in time and also the knee jerk reaction of, oh, there's a war in Ukraine that like Ireland doesn't necessarily get our cereal supplies from Ukraine, but places like Africa and Asia do. So if their supply is cut, then they're actually going to look to mainland Europe for the supply. So it means that we're still getting it from our main, I suppose, supplier as such. But there's now more competition to access the same stock. So it's going to be more expensive. So it's going to be more expensive, less available. 
And how do we actually prepare for that? So I know the Minister of Agriculture had actually said, well, every farmer needs to grow grain. And you go, well, that's lovely, but it's not necessarily feasible because farmers need the land for their animals to actually feed. They're not going to necessarily give that up to grow wheat and to grow grain. But yet there's a lot of research that's been done in Ireland through the Department of Agriculture over the years in grain in tillage and actually looking at how do we connect in with the likes of the craft beer industry? How do we actually look at kind of the cereals industry? There um, are some great farmers doing amazing work around the island. How can we actually learn from them? And instead of that knee jerk reaction of all of a sudden everybody's to grow grain. But where is that seed coming from? Mm. How do we ensure that it's not going to impact on a farmer's actual day to day farming needs? And how do we prepare for the future? So I'm very interested in looking at that. It Um, sounds like an awful lot of planning is going to be involved. Yeah, and this is where it comes down to systems development. So I'm not necessarily looking at it from an agricultural point of view. I am looking at it, obviously I'm going to be informed by farmers and growers and policymakers, but it's looking at how do we ensure that we create the proper system. So whether it's looking at food security, whether it's looking at education, whether it's looking at housing, whether it's looking at health, how do we ensure that as a state and as an island we have the proper systems in place to yeah. create contingency plans? Were we better prepared in a way, let's say, during the Second World War? Um, did, did the country uh, like Ireland lend itself more to being sustainable, being self-sustainable. Yeah, I think the thing is now we've, in my own opinion, is really we've become a convenience culture. We can now access so much. We can get avocados from wherever. We can get, you know, different food types that we never had access to before. Many years ago, we would have been much more seasonal eaters and we had a much better connection to food, whereas food is just available. So It grows in the shop. Yeah, and that's it. And the thing as well is like yesterday, the Global Food Security Index announced that Ireland was or is the most food secure country in the world. But actually, we're really not. We're the best in comparison to countries that are facing conflict, that have uh, uh, malnourishment. So we might be the best, but we're not necessarily the best in terms of food security. We just happen to be better than other countries. Which which is not particularly... Which is not particularly... uh, Yeah. yeah. So we have this thing so like that, and yesterday was Earth Day. So how do we actually ensure a lot of it, the focus would be rightly so on biodiversity protection. But what we actually need to look at is that like farmers, growers, ecologists, they're all they're all the kind of keepers of the land. How do we, each one of us, like we're talking to Neve from Scarif Tidy Towns, we are all the guardians of the earth. So how do we actually ensure that we each play a positive part to protect the earth, protect the land around us, protect the environment, because it all has a knock-on effect to how we actually can feed ourselves, how we can ensure that we're protecting the wildlife. Because again, everything from the bees pollinate the flowers that create the veg, create the fruit. We actually all rely on each other. All of the ecosystems are so reliant on each other. So we have to ensure it's not just one standalone thing that we can protect. We actually have to look at the wider network and web of how we actually impact each other positively and negatively. So we're we're talking, I mean, leadership is obviously required in this, which, which means government, mm. basically. But we need, let's say, we need policymakers, we need scientists, and we need farming, well, farming I, interests to, to work together on this. Yeah, well, I think from my experience from, as I said, living in unusual countries and looking at their food systems, but um, then having, you know, the experience of working in somewhere like Irish Seed Savers, which... 
meant that I was involved in the Genetic Resource Grant Aid uh, Committee in the Department of Agriculture, the Working Organic Seed Group, the EPA's GMO Committee. So I was really exposed to a lot of things, and that was thanks to my time with Irish Seed Savers and working with the Irish Environmental Network. But there needs to be done to recognise, in my own opinion, more from the farmer's experience. What is actually working? What's not working? How do how does the farmer experience influence policy? How does policy potentially impact farming? You know, because this bureaucracy is huge now. Yes. The volume of paperwork, insurance, you know, there's so much more that's expected of farmers now. And yet we've an aging farming population when not necessarily the generation to follow and take on farming. But yet Ireland is committed to huge volumes of export agreements. How do we know that we're going to be able to meet those agreements in 10, in 20 years time and yet still have the ability to feed ourselves? Feed ourselves. And if oil prices are going up, there's labour shortages, we've got pandemics, we've got wars going on. If anything affects our supply chains, how do we ensure that actually we should do more on the island to grow and farm our own food for ourselves, but also to meet agreements? Because we import and export, but we need to ensure that we have proper quality, we have a nutrition security, but that we actually have availability and accessibility. So that's kind of what my research is looking at. But I'm doing that as a master's and then I'm hoping to go on to do it as a PhD and look at it in more detail. So if any farmers out there are interested in talking to me, uh, you can get in touch with me through Scarif Bay, but also uh, for anybody that's technologically um, happy to be on the likes of Twitter, there's a huge farming communities on Twitter. So I have a Twitter account called Bia Amok Ansha. Um, and basically, uh, so people can contact me there or through Scarif Bay, but I'd love to learn more from farmers. So I'm fortunate now I have about 10 different farmers from, interestingly, most are in Munster that have actually connected I've so and I'm going to the pig health conference on Tuesday I have not an iota about pigs or pig health so it'll be very interesting yes um but like that how can I actually as somebody who's never been exposed to that how can I learn more from the people who are doing the work who are actually day-to-day living and breathing farming because we all eat we all Mm. need food and everybody has to buy into this of course and how do we actually connect more and get people thinking more about our food and our food supply and our food future okay listen that's absolutely Absolutely fascinating. Very, very interesting. It, it, you know, it obviously is is a very, a very important to you yes, yeah. as well, and yeah. that comes across. You yeah. know, but uh, we we'll, um, we we'll might see. even bring a microphone in our time when yeah. uh, you're meeting people. Well, that's it. And as I said before, like I, I'd love to learn more from people in East Clare because, like, I see the farming around me. And again, it's not necessarily the ideal time of the year to be trying to ask somebody to take five minutes, let alone an hour of their time. Yes. But if anybody is interested to speak to me, I would be very keen to actually learn more and actually, I suppose, give a better platform to the farming voice and hopefully help that uh, to kind of influence policy and practice in the future. OK, well, give us a shout on the radio, anyone who wants to follow that up. Yeah. And we'll put you in touch. Thanks very much, Jim.